Some things just make you feel comfortable, like shopping at Vons. From the butcher block to the bakery and everywhere in between, Vons is fresher with more organic products, more smiles, and low prices on the brands you trust. For a delicious dinner, shop with your club card and get USDA Choice Beef Tri-Tip Roast Untrimmed Boneless for just $3.99 a pound. And for a crisp, sweet snack, pick up large Envy Apples for only $1.49 a pound with your club card. Vons. Fact is, it's just better. Come on, Mama! Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hi, everybody. Welcome. It's episode 21 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker. I'm so excited today because my guest is Elizabeth DeRazzo. Elizabeth is starring in a movie called The 33. It's out in theaters right now. It is um, also co-starring... Antonio Banderas. Hello. And a lot of really talented actors. And on the show today, she's going to tell us how she got that part, what it was like filming in Chile. And uh, we also talk about what it's like for life um, for us uh, as character actresses, which uh, Elizabeth and I kind of, Liz, as I call her, kind of fall into the category of. We actually see each other at auditions a lot and we're like, hey, how's it going, buddy? Um, so we talk a little bit about that as well as our mutual love for um, Green Arrow. Oh, Stephen Amell, why don't you call me? Oh, yeah, because you're married and I'm married. It's fine. We will uh, we'll meet someday, I'm sure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, really great show today with Elizabeth. And um, make sure if you like the show, if you're liking the podcast, first of all, thank you so much for listening. But also, please share it with a friend. I would love it if you guys would just take a second and share an episode or maybe your favorite episode or even this episode with a friend um, on Motherhood in Hollywood because that helps me so much get the word out about the show and... And um, I know that there's a lot of people listening and it would mean the world to me if you guys could also share it with a friend and recruit some other listeners. It would certainly help me out in terms of um, not feeling like I'm talking to a vacuum, (laughs) like talking in a vacuum, I should say, because talking to a vacuum makes no sense. All right. Um, it's late. I'm tired. It's been a long day. Um, Before I get into uh, the interview with Elizabeth, I want to tell you quickly about our fundraiser coming up uh, December 7th here in Los Angeles at Acme Comedy Theater at 7.30 p.m. We are going to be having a live taping of Motherhood in Hollywood. My guests are comedians Daniel Koenig and Lori Kilmartin. They're both two very funny moms with great stories to tell about um, how they parent and also try to maintain um, a career in showbiz. It ain't easy, folks. It ain't easy Uh, because not everybody has like a full-time nanny and, you know, house cleaner and, you know, all of that stuff. It's actually, it's actually pretty hard. I'm, that's also why I'm so tired right now. Um, so if you get a second, please go uh, to motherhoodandhollywood.com, check out the information on how you can buy a ticket or make a donation to, um, the organization we're raising money for. It's called No Kid Hungry. And what they do is they provide meals to hungry kids all over the United States. And I know this is the season of giving. This is the time when we all have so much um, on our plates uh, as we gather around the dinner table. Um, It's just a season of plenty for many people. Um, But it's important to remember that 
a lot of people in the United States and children especially are going hungry every day and No Kid Hungry um, provides meals for them. And they also provide education for families on how to cook healthy meals and do smart shopping, uh, which is also really important, especially when you're on a budget and um, when you maybe don't have enough money to provide um you know, all of the meals and all the food that you want. So it's a really great organization. Um, if you want to check it out again, go to motherhoodandhollywood.com, click on the MIH live link or the uh, picture I have posted there about the event coming up. Won't you join us for a night of laughter and cheer for kids? Okay. That has, that's probably the worst um, tagline. Don't use that. Nobody use that. It's the worst tagline I've ever come up with. I'm working on it. Um, yeah, there's that. And also, um, for me, potty training is still a struggle. And I'm, and I'm thinking back to the conversation I had with Rosie Pope last week about waiting until your child is older. And I know that we have started early with Channing and the potty training because I needed to get her in her preschool. And I love the idea that preschools should help potty train. Like, I don't know why they don't all do that. Um, but ours doesn't. And now we're struggling. We're paying for it because, um, I'm, uh, pushing her a little bit early and we're having a lot of accidents. Um, but then we also have a lot of great days where she totally gets it and it clicks and she goes poop and pee pee in the potty. So what can you do, guys? What can you do? Just wait it out. And uh, I know she'll get it eventually. <laughs> so there's that. There's also like, you know, acting wise, I have a lot of really fun um, exciting and scary, wonderful things happening with motherhood in Hollywood. And, um, this is a new adventure for me. It's a new chapter in my life. And, um, I really feel lucky that everybody has been so receptive to the show so far and to my blog and to what I'm trying to do. Uh, so thank you to everyone, just everyone, just the world. I assume the world is listening. Um, I have some big auditions this week uh, I can't talk about, but it's so great because every time I get an audition, I'm like, hooray, audition. And then I panic because I'm like, oh, crap, what am I going to do? I've got to figure out how to get a babysitter for Channing and um, also find some time, you know, while I'm taking care of her to study my lines and, you know, make good choices as an actress. And it's hard. It's certainly a challenge. Um, it's one I enjoy. And, um, it's one that I'm passionate about. So that's why I do it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much, I don't know. I think that's all that's happening. We talked about the fundraiser. We talked about all of the wonderful things happening for Motherhood in Hollywood. Well, I didn't really talk about it. I mean, I can't really talk about it. Some of it is like private and on the hush hush. Um, but uh, on the hush hush, oh geez, I need a nap, you guys. This is bad. Um, if you, uh, oh yeah, we talked about sharing the show. I think maybe I'll just stop rambling and just get right into the interview with Liz. Here you go, guys. Enjoy. All right, you guys. So here's the deal. We have um, a celebrity among us today. Uh, and I've been told that I have to pronounce her name Derazzo. Oh, I think I made it Italian. It's Elizabeth <laughs> Derazzo, but I think I made it Italian. No, it's not good. It's not good. At least Great. I didn't go Derazzo. I know. What's your name? <laughs> Elizabeth Derazzo. Derazzo. Um, Elizabeth Derazzo. 
De raso? De raso. Oh, see? I love it. Um, And you and I have known each other for a long time now. Um, We met through a mutual friend of ours, Lindsay Hollister. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, I see you randomly at auditions. And just so you know, Elizabeth is very brown, and I am very, very pale. I'm a brown bear. And when I see you at auditions, I'm like, what the... (laughs) Like, what are we doing here? Why are we, like, why are we going in for the same thing? I know. It's so random. Uh, it's so random, but it's also so Hollywood. Very. Because it's very much like, if you're not a size two, then you're everything else. Yes. Right? Exactly. And you're you, in that category. You're in that category. <laughs> and we are character actresses. Yes. Right? Um, what, uh, did you think when you started acting that you would be a character actress or did you always, or were you, did you have aspirations for leading lady? I was very naive about this whole industry. When I first moved out here, I, it was after I had been, um, an extra on the X-Files cause I'm like obsessed with that show. Yeah, Still am. Revival coming uh, to you January 24th on Fox. Um, <laughs> small Are you plug. just counting down? Oh my days? gosh. Yes. I'm like. I'm, almost, I'm pissing myself. I know you are. When I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, Liz is going to be so excited. Oh, God, no. What do you I'm think like about the beyond. casting for that, though? Like, Well, I mean, Jillian and David are back, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then they brought back the cigarette-smoking man, William B. Davis. And I think they brought back uh, Annabeth Gish, who played Reyes on it. Um, and then I think they are introducing uh, Robbie Amell. Uh, and, Stephen Amell's brother? Yeah. No, his cousin. It was cousin. Yeah, but they look alike. So and hot. they're so hot. It's <laughs> a hot family. The jeans and that, Ooh. like, seriously, the gene pool. Like, I, I'm like, can I just... I know. I cannot even watch that show oh. with Chris because I'll be like, oh my God, he is so Which arrow? Hot. Oh, he is so hot. And it's like, we have a drinking game, or we used to before we had a kid, um, that... Uh, Whenever, how how long into the show it would be before we saw him shirtless? Sometimes it's like literally oh, the first scene. Sometimes yeah. it's like three or four minutes in. But no, my favorite is when he does it shirtless and he does a and salmon ladder yeah. and like Felicity's just like drooling. And I'm like, oh my god, she's me. She's like the audience, like for us, like seriously. She got really lucky because she was, I think, she was a one off. Yeah. She was just a one-off little character, and now she's like... The she's the leading lady. lady. I mean, well. I know technically Katie Cassidy is supposed to be, quote-unquote, yeah, the leading lady, but I'm like, I never connected with her character, Mm-mm. and as soon as terrible. I... she's terrible. I mean, I'll say I don't, it if you I don't, don't want to. I really she's don't want terrible. to. I loved her. I will say I loved her as Ruby on Supernatural. I thought that that's the type oh, of character that, that she, she should from? play. Because I was like, God, Yeah, well, she had done a few things like before that, um, but I know I really loved her as Ruby in Supernatural, and that's the role that best, best suits her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I saw her in, uh, in, in this and they had no chemistry and I was just like, oh my God, this is terrible. It's so bad. And then they introduced Felicity and she's so light and just like, Awkward. and she just fits him and so well. She's gotten well. so much more comfortable yeah. in that part too. Well, she was really new too. She, yeah. She was very green. You could yeah. tell in the beginning. It's like somebody went and like get her some acting lessons yeah. because they they saw the potential there. Now, oh even this season, she's so much more so confident. Much better. It, it's, it's. But, I mean, I loved her even Difference. then. I yeah, just yeah. thought that she's just gotten... I think it, she was really great at the comedy in the beginning. Yes. She's had really quick, great quick timing. Yeah. It was the drama aspect of it that it was it was a bit much for her to handle at times. Yeah. But I think she's it gotten came progressively off as, better. Yeah, definitely. Came off as a little insincere. But she's definitely better now. But yeah. the other girls are not. The sister of Laurel, Laurel's sister. Oh, oh Sarah? Oh, my God. But you see, I still think that she's better than 
The, yeah, then Laurel. Yeah. I mean, I, she's my, I love how she's my black canary. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Arrow fans or, or hardcore comic book fans. Don't hate me, but I'm sorry. I think they have Sarah to will always be my black canary. I'm sorry. Yeah, she's yeah. the original and she's badass. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now she's going to be, she's still going to be some type of canary, right? She's the original canary as far as I'm concerned. But yes, I know she's going to Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, with Brandon Ruth, who played Adam. Ant Man. Uh, Adam on. And on Wait, on, Adam Man? Adam. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Chris will kill me. <laughs> You know, it's and I'm probably not, yelling it's right so now. It's funny because I'm not really into the comic book world, but because I became obsessed through Smallville, which I still think Clark should have ended up with Chloe. Um, Aww, I know, but uh, but I've learned about comics through it, and uh, yeah. So, so Smallville was your kicking off point. Yes. Or was X Files really your kicking off point for your love of like sci fi stuff? Did you have a love? Well, you know, I'm not really a sci fi fan. Oh, okay. I never really considered the X Files a sci fi a sci fi show. Oh, really? I know people do, but yeah. for me, it was well, more. Well, it's about aliens and. Shit. Well, yeah, but That's it was about sci-fi. the conspiracy theories and also the struggle between science and uh, and and religion Fiction. and <laughs> no, I mean it was always that struggle between Mulder and Scully of like yeah, the yeah, skeptic yeah. And, and you know and the believer and for her it was a big struggle because of the signs that she knew, but also because she was an extreme you know she was a devout Catholic as mm-hmm. well. So it was always that struggle, and that's what I really loved about the show that there was that struggle. Between, and then yes, there was the aliens and the conspiracies and you know and all yeah. of the, the government stuff, but um, but it was more than that to me, and that's what actually <laughs> to go back what brought me into acting. So. I, I just decided to move out here and I was so naive about the industry that I just like, oh, I'm just going to go be an actress. And, uh, <laughs> like and you then, do. <laughs> I know, right? And on my first um, extra job, I did, uh, I was an extra on the Alien Gonzalez story. I got Taft-Hartley. Had no idea what that wow, was. Wow, that's great. And then I had no idea what SAG was mm-hmm. or anything. And I think that that helped me a lot. Because then I ended up becoming, uh, getting my vouchers, even though I was already Taft-Hartley because I had no idea what that was. And then I, I learned on the job, basically, oh, I need to be part of this union. And within three months of moving here, I became SAG. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of been that way for me. Like, I, I realized I had to work to make money. <laughs> so then I, I started doing that, and I was going to school. And then in 2005, my best friend's manager had met me at a party. He thought I was fun. And he's like, hey, do you want to go in for this audition? It's for a guest star on Cold Case. And I was like, okay. And I'm like, I just don't have a resume or a headshot, and I've never auditioned before. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, they know that. Just go just go in. And I auditioned wow. at 2, and by 6 that day, I had gotten the role. Wow. So that's it's kind of always been where I'm so naive about things that I've just... Do you feel like, though, does that give you validation in your decision to come out here because things have gone so well and, like, are picking up steam for you? And, yeah. like, you know, you've always sort of... Like, we all have our dry spells, but you're always sort of working or working towards something. You know what yeah. I mean? Do you feel like that's validation for you in making that decision? Oh, absolutely. Because people are like, what is... Like, no. That's <laughs> not going to... You're going to come back in, like, three months. Aww. and. And I've stayed, you know, um, and... Are you from Tejas? I'm from Tejas. I'm from Laredo, Texas. Oh, wow. The, like, way Yeah, I'm, like, way at the tip. I'm at the tip of it. And, um, but, you know, it's funny, though, because I was born in Texas, but at the age of two, I moved here to L.A., and I was here until I was about 10. Mm -hmm. And then I would come back every summer, and then from 14 till uh, 18, I lived in Laredo, and then I've lived here ever since. I've spent about... 
25 years of my life here wow. compared to like 10 that I've lived in Texas. Yeah. yeah. So I'm more of an Angelino yeah. than a Texan, but I still claim Texas or I mean, than a Laredoan. That's how I feel about Oklahoma. Like we, I'm from Oklahoma. I mean, I was born and raised there. So you're right up above. Me. Right up above. Yeah. Um, I was born and raised in Tulsa, but, um, when I left to go to college and then I graduated school and I went to work, I have only lived in Tulsa a few years before we moved out here. And so, I mean, we've lived here now 10 years. Yeah. So I consider the LA to be more home uh-huh. than Oklahoma, even though Oklahoma is where I'm from. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a weird feeling. My Oki friends get really mad at me. Like you stop denying us. Don't be ashamed of us. And I'm like, I, I'm not telling anyone. I know that's what my friends tell me too. <laughs> also because when I go back and I speak like this, they're like, my friends always like in Spanish, she'll be like, why, why don't you just talk right? And I'm like, what do you mean talk right? Yeah, what do you I'm mean? Like, I'm like, what do you, what do you think? You have, like, do you talk like Valley? I guess so, because oh, I'm like super bit. animated and I speak like yeah, this. And yeah. I'm like, you know, this little Latina. And I'm just like, what? But that's how you. That's how I've always known you to yeah. be. Yeah. I don't think I've ever spoken differently than I do now, but I guess they notice or they something. They notice, yeah. They and, do uh, notice. And they just feel like I'm not, like I'm putting up this like... Front. I know. My friend Amy, I started saying, I don't know where I picked it up, but I started saying the word lovely a lot. And I was like, oh, that's so lovely. And she would go, lovely? Like, who do you think you are? And I'm like, I think I'm fucking lovely. That's who I think I am. Don't make fun of my words. I live in LA now. We use big words like lovely. Like lovely. <laughs> but and now sporadically. And, and sporadically. <laughs> and I'm hyper aware of that now because I'm like, oh, I do say lovely a lot. Maybe yeah. I should pick another word. Well, I say cool beans and awesome sauce. So. Oh, yeah. I love it. Awesome. Someone called me a nerd. They're like, you're such a nerd. I'm like, what? I did cool, hear you say cool, cool beans? beans earlier. <laughs> I'm like, what? Why is cool beans a nerd word? I think because people said it like 20 years ago. <laughs> And you're still hanging on to it. Oh, it's like groovy. <laughs> it is like groovy. <laughs> I remember cool beans in like high school, people saying cool beans. Well, yeah. Well, you know what? I actually, I never, I never, I had never heard it before 2002. And the reason I heard it mm-hmm. was because I was watching American Idol and it was a season that Kelly Clarkson won and she would always say cool beans. Oh and so my I was like, God. I like, I've, you and know, I've tried to like emulate my life after hers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, cause I mean, I think we're super party soul sisters. <laughs> we just, she just hasn't realized it right, yet. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, she said cool beans. I'm just like, oh my God, I'm going to start saying cool beans. I'm going to say it all the time. All the freaking time. Maybe it was like 90s. Maybe it was like late 90s then that people I'm were sorry, saying I'm sorry, but it cool didn't beans. happen in Clueless. It didn't happen at all. I know. That's true. <laughs> oh my God. Clueless. God, that's like. 1995. Yeah, I was say, they had an anniversary re- recently yeah. for Clueless, huh? I saw that movie at a drive-in theater here in LA. Wow. When I was 14. Was it the one downtown? The drive-in theater downtown? No, it was in Panorama City. It was it was like, it was like now it's in, in yeah Panama? no well there's a high school now but it was across oh. my elementary school and um and it was right there and I remember seeing that it was so it was a double feature and it was Crimson Tide and Clueless oh my gosh that's weird <laughs> totally random yeah that's bad programming on the drive-ins part whoever did that was but stupid. I love Crimson Tide so you yeah, know well, whatever there you go and when I think of Crimson Tide I think of Clueless <laughs> all the time they oh go hand gosh. in hand for me that movie is, has such a special place for uh girls oh gosh, uh yes. you know like for women our age like they uh they love that movie and gravitate towards it oh yeah I did. a moment I, in time for sure. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. And what's, like, 
it's also I mean like in Mean Girls also I think for that generation although I love Mean Girls I was already like 23 by the time that came out yeah. but um, it's like Mean Girls for other people or Heathers for uh, people in the, oh, you know in the 80s yeah. now see so, I love Heathers I love even Heathers. though I wasn't like a teenager when it came out I was still way too young to be watching it oh, I, but I my name it. is Heather so I, I loved it I yeah. still love that movie You're I watched a show of it. I know my favorite part is where um, she goes uh, why are you being such a mega bitch and she goes because I can be. <laughs> oh, I live for that. Oh my god, that just totally reminded me of I someone. Live for it. I oh, I know. Was it me? No, <laughs> it was totally I you. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> totally. I live. I live for the day somebody says to me, "Why are you being such a mega bitch?" Why are you being such a mega bitch? Because I, I just want to be like, because I can be, motherfucker. <laughs> like it's a gift. It's my gift <laughs> it's to the a world. Gift. No, but yeah, Heather's uh, is Heather's awesome. for sure. And you know, also to a lesser extent, um, in the 90s, Jawbreaker. Do you remember that? Oh my God, barely. With Judy yeah. Greer. Isn't Judy yeah, Greer? She, yeah. And Rose McGowan. Judy Greer has been acting for that long. For a really long time. And she time. still has not had like a major breakthrough. Which is crazy because I think she's so funny. You know, I read an article this summer about, because she was an Ant-Man, oh, about she, her. I haven't seen it. She was the mom in, in Ant-Man, or the wife ex-wife in Ant-Man. And the article was basically about how she has been acting for so long and uh, her talent and her abilities in a lot of ways far out weighs the co-stars and the leading men that she's acting with yeah. but she's always relegated to smaller parts and you know that. um the one-off like sidekick and like best, she always plays know, like the best friend right the best friend or something like i remember her it was in my uh the, that freaking movie uh, with uh, jennifer lopez and she was like the best friend made in manhattan yeah. Uh, was no. it that one? No, I don't no, no. She was she was name. a wedding planner. Wedding oh, planner. Wedding planner. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that movie was appropriately titled. <laughs> so yeah, she was the wedding planner. That was with Luke Wilson. Owen Wilson. No, um, one of the Wilson. I want to say Matthew McConaughey. No, wasn't it Matthew McConaughey? Maybe because like doesn't he save her like when a trash can's about to hit her and like she's like my shoe. Jennifer Lopez made a movie with Matthew McConaughey. I think so. I, wanna, I think it I was have him. to Google that right I away. I want to say, but Judy Greer played like the best friend slash like person who helped her. I think she was like she her was assistant. a wedding a planner. Yeah, assistant. which I'm like really. Yeah. Like I mean, like no, you know, not well, trying to and shame. That goes like back to what we were talking Jen, about earlier, J Lo about uh, character actresses, right? Yeah. Like um, the wedding planner in 2001. Dang, that movie's 14 years old. Um, that goes back to it was Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yes, you're I'm right. really good at retaining like useless information. <laughs> well, I, 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 in this case, I totally, we can totally use that information because, uh, yeah, Judy Greer was a Wilson in that movie. Nope, not nope. even at all. Mm-hmm. Kathy Najimy was in it. Um, oh my god, that's so funny. No, that goes to back to what we were talking about earlier about care, being character actress, like. Yeah. You can have aspirations when you move out here to be the leading lady, and then Hollywood will just smack you right in the face and go, nope, you are the best friend, the yeah. wacky neighbor. Or the I literally auditioned for a part the other day that was Nosy Mom. <laughs> and I was like, I'll take Nosy Mom. That's, yeah, that you know, is like, actually, whatever, give it to me. That is pretty spot on, actually. But you see, I never had, I, I just, I never... I guess I never had any idea of what I was supposed to be. So when I just started working, like, because mm-hmm. even on Cold Case, I wasn't like the wacky best friend. I was I was just a college student who went through this terrible event and was trying to keep the secret. 
Um, and I was, my name was Shirley. I was nondescript. I wasn't like white. I wasn't Latina. Yeah. Plus size or skinny. It was just like, I mean, yeah, I think I was considered the chubby girl because it was, that episode was about girls who were a little bit bigger. That's where you met Lindsay. And is that where you met Christina Sexton? Christina Sexton. Yeah. yeah. yeah, And, uh, so it was just so nondescript in that sense of just like, I was just this college kid Mm -hmm. who went through this event and who was keeping this secret. And, uh, and then, you know, um, an ER, I was like woman with uh, a bad yeast infection. (laughs) (laughs) And literally I said that I have the, I have the mother of all yeast infections. That was like my my line. Those are the the funniest (laughs) scripts that you get when you're a character actress and you get scripts for like, you know, lady with an Adam's apple or or like whatever weird, but they don't give you names. That's when they don't give you names. That is so frustrating for me. Well, like I did Southland and because they had casted me for ER, so they cast a Southland. Mm -hmm. So they had already liked me and they had brought me, which is crazy because I used to do like ER was one of my regular extra gigs, like background work. I was there like at least two or three times a week. Like and that was one of my go and yeah, honest, and oh, I got to be. So, so awesome. I still remembered some of the ads who were now like you know the second seconds that were now like first ad. It was crazy. Yeah, that's um, so cool. But for for um, I remember for uh, Southland, I was a gangbanger's girlfriend, and when I walked in to the to the casting <laughs> call, I showed up like in a short like black denim skirt with like chucks and like a like a, a muscle a muscle tee, uh-huh. black with like a skull and like eyeliner and my hair down. I was like, I thought I was like totally down, and then I see these chicks that I think were truly from like. They went and picked them up somewhere. No, and I'm don't like, you see I'm gonna get my like, ass whoa. beat. Right. Like I am yeah. gonna, cause, and they were looking at me yeah. like. What like who what is, is who's this, this poser? Who is this bitch? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, there are some auditions like that where I go in because weirdly I get called in for like prisoner, <laughs> and like <laughs> I've gotten called in for. Although gang you know member. what, with a little, uh, I can see, little actually, you can yeah, see it. I can see it now. Yeah. Um, I, it's very strange to me, and I'll go in like that, and I'll see people where I'm like, I think she's actually been in prison. <laughs> oh, totally. Either that, or they are just like really good at committing to character. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, major commitment. I wonder if it's like more of this movement. Um, my commercial casting agent was telling me there's more of a movement nowadays to cast a lot of real people in those types of roles, like real EMTs, you know, on yeah. um, ER type shows, more real nurses, and and uh, I'm like, what? Why? But then do they get the same like? I mean, not to say that they're not talented in, like, what they do. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. they're freaking, like, saving lives. Mm-hmm. But I just mean, like, does it talent, like, does it not matter if they're I don't think good so. actors? I, I don't think so. I know, um, I, I think it matters to a point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know a lot of uh, casting directors lately, or there's an article with some ca- big casting directors at South by Southwest last year said that talent really only accounts for something like 7% of what an actor is bringing to the room. Yeah, the rest of it is sense. producer's preference, how big of a name this person is, um, and, like, if they can sell you and timing and your agent and you know, Oh, there's so many other factors that go into it Mm -hmm. that you could walk into the room and be the best thing that they've ever seen all day and still not get the part. And that to me is what is so, um, frustrating about this industry. Yeah. Well, I mean like, I guess, and then I would, I should thank my agent because for the 33, which is, 
mm-hmm. out in theaters right now. Shameless mm-hmm. plug. Um, <laughs> We're going to talk about that. <laughs> and uh, um, for that for that film, originally what I was told was that it was going to go, the role that I ended up playing was supposed to go to Antonio Banderas' daughter. Oh, really? That's who the director's preference was. Uh, two of the producers knew my work of Eastbound and Down and my agent pushed for me and pushed for me. And he, like, he was mutual friends with them. Yeah. And he pushed and pushed and a, then a, then I ended up getting a straight offer for that film. That's fantastic. Yeah. So tell me how that all of that worked then. Cause you, and I do want to talk about Eastbound and Down and your boobs in a second, but I want to talk about the 33. Uh, cause that is, like you said, it's out right now. It's so great. Like I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it, but I'll tell you, I'm only going to see it cause you're in it. <laughs> it's not really my type of movie. Yeah. You're going to cry. Antonio Banderas gets naked. Does he get naked? Half naked. Oh, all right, I'll take it. Okay. Um, but anyway, no, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for you. That's a big movie and Thank a big you. opportunity for you. And yeah. you said that um, originally it was going to go possibly to his daughter. Yes, Melanie Griffiths. Um, him and Melanie Griffiths' daughter, or I'm not really sure. I just knew that his daughter. Okay, um, I'm assuming. Uh, possibly that. So how did um, it all come about? Did you get a call while you were filming Eastbound and Down? No, I was actually at the Santa Monica Pier with oh, a nice. friend, <laughs> and my agent says, you need to put yourself on tape for this movie. Like, you know, they and Carla Hool, who casted me on yeah. Eastbound and Down, was casting this film. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, you need to put yourself on film for this. Like, you know, like right now, and I'm like, I'm in Santa Monica. It's going to take me like 20 to 30 minutes to get mm-hmm. back home mm-hmm. to even do that. And he's like, okay, okay, I'll call you back. And there was like wrong, like, um... November, What was the brush that had to be done right away? Because I think that they were already going to offer it to to her. Oh. Um, or they have, like, I don't know, it was in the process of. Yeah. So he was, like, freaking out. And he's like, never mind, never mind. for a film audition for it to be so yeah. quick. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, never mind, never mind. It, it's it's fine. It's uh, it's okay. It's okay. We'll take care of it. And uh, so now I was like, okay, like, what's going on? And then I just remember, I think it was, like, a, maybe, like, a week or two later, like, uh, he called me with my manager, and I, usually I know that when they call, both call me because it's good news. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so they were like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Nothing. I was peeing." <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, so I was like holding my yeah, pee. Oh my god, that's funny. Because <laughs> I don't want them to hear me. Sure. Do you know what? Can I tell you that every time that they have called me to tell me that I got something, I've been peeing in the bathroom. Why are you on the toilet so much? Do you need a doctor? Why are you peeing so much? I do. I pee a lot. I'm oh my god. So Maybe you, well, you drink a lot of water. I do. You know? So, so then they just told me that they had offered it to me and that I was, you know, flying to Chile. Come like. Uh, early next year and uh and yeah it was just crazy like there was just a straight offer and uh and it was just very intimidating because I knew the cast that was going to be involved and originally when I first heard about it I heard that Jennifer Lopez was going to be Maria Segovia which was our lead which ended up being Julia Binoche oh that would have um, not been the same movie it, it would have been different no offense to the J-Lo but yeah. that would have been a totally a different totally movie. different film yeah, yeah. and I, I think I mean Julia Binoche I yeah mean, come on she yeah she yeah. even looks like she fits you know like oh, yeah. I haven't seen it yet but the clips I've seen she looks like yeah. a much better fit. I read an article saying that she was a little bit like uh, miscast and I was like really I'm like is working with her and then seeing her I thought she she was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but also it just go it just goes back to the casting of a name yeah. of a big celebrity over somebody who maybe doesn't have the the JLo name that they're bringing with it but has the the talent and yeah. and the ability to still do a great job in the part but may not isn't isn't a name. Yeah. You know, and that's so frustrating. Well, it's hard. I think it's hard to make that transition mm-hmm. because even now if you notice for guest stars on television 
if you're not really a meme, yeah, you're kind of shit out of luck. Yeah, no, totally. You know, um, so it's weird. It's a weird, really, really weird thing. Mm-hmm. But um, but you know, I ended up getting that, and I was just super intimidated just because of the cast. But everyone was so great. And, and so, now, is it like, a pretty kind. good size part? Um, yes and no. I mean, like, I'm a supporting player. I mean, the, the film is really about the minors and right. what happens to them below. And you're a wife? And yeah. I'm the lover. I'm the oh. mistress. Oh. I'm the mistress and one of the minors. Okay. And, uh, but a lot of, a lot of the people that have seen it have told me that I'm, like, the comic relief about that <laughs> because, like, the movie's so serious mm-hmm. and so, like, just, like, oh, my God, you yeah. know? Is that, it in Spanish, the movie? No, it's in English, okay. but we all have an accent. Like, uh, we had a, um, a dialect coach guy, uh, the Vasco. Who did a very good job at trying to unify our dialects because Antonio Banderas is Spanish, Rodrigo Santoro is Brazilian, Coti de Pablo, she's, you know, Chilean, but she works here a lot, Kate Castillo is Mexican, Adriana Barras is Mexican, yeah. Gabriel Burns is uh, is Scottish, Julia Binoche is French. Wow. You know, so, like, they were just sort of all over the map. Yes. And everybody had to have a, a Chilean yes. accent. Yes, Lou Diamond Phillips. You know, it's like, so wow. we all had to... Lou Diamond Phillips isn't he Indian? He's, I think he's Filipino like part Filipino fart, um, part Native American or I think you just said fart oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm such a five year old I'm like I think you just said fart <laughs> oh I'm so God, sorry. you're such a five-year-old. God. I don't care where you are. Why are you such a mega bitch? Farts, because I can be. <laughs> farts and saying the word fart to me is hilarious. But anyway. But anyway, so I think Filipino, part Native American. But Lou is amazing. Like, everyone called him he's Uncle Lou. He's not even Mexican or Chilean, no, I mean. No, but he's always kind of looked, you know, like he's very um, ambiguous yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. when it comes to, like, his, his ethnicity. He will always be Richie Valens Richie to Valens. me. Oh. Richie. Oh my god, that was such a great movie. He was I love amazing. That movie. I love that movie. And Isai Morales was great too. Oh, that totally. Too. Yeah, like, it's so good. But um, so yes, I mean, like we, she had to like find a dialect where she could like kind of make us all sound alike. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, like that cast is enormous, and uh, but it, it has great. It ha- it'll have subtitles when they speak uh, speak in Spanish. In Spanish. Um, and so what was that like for you? You got to go to the premiere. I saw some pretty oh awesome God, pictures yes. and you were like right up front and center. Yeah. It, uh, I was in the car with my agent before the, uh, the car dropped us off and I was like, would it be awful if I puked and pissed myself in front oh. of everyone? Because I mean like with Not Eastbound and Down, <laughs> I had walked the red carpet before, um, and I had been to the, you know, the Emmys and the Golden Logos a few times, but it was just more like the after parties and stuff like that. Although in 2013, I, I did get to go to the Emmys and that was crazy. Yeah. But I didn't have to do any interviews or anything like that. I just kind of like walked through and went into the thing. Mm-hmm. But this was like three to four times the amount of like press Media. and photographers there. And I actually, I, I, rem- I like, I knew some of them. So I was like, hi, you know, like whatever. You're like, yeah. how are you doing? Oh, um, but it was insane like my cheek was twitching because I couldn't keep smiling like my leg was shaking wow this was like trying to like stay upright and like then like also when I get stressed or nervous like my eye starts twitching like right here me too my eye will start twitching and I'm like I'm fairly certain that everybody can see it so I have to like look in the mirror but you can't but I can feel it like oh my god I can feel it just like (gasps) yeah totally so it was really crazy so then your face was all twitchy and you were about to throw up 
and pissed myself. <laughs> pissed uh, and then and then I had to do press. And the press it got a little bit more relaxed. But then I was like constantly thinking, like, am I saying something that I shouldn't be saying? Like, especially when they asked me, like, did you become friends with anyone from the cast? I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm really good friends with so and so. So what do you guys do? Like, what's like a normal night for you? And I'm like, um, I don't know, we like swim and like hang out in the jacuzzi and give each other advice. And I'm like, is that too much? Did I give too much? Like, not yeah, say that yeah. because my friends are like, you know, yeah. like, it's kind of weird, you know? You know, I wonder that too. Like, because whenever I've done shows with like, you know, big names on and stuff like that, people always want to know what they were like and what do we do. Yes. And you never want to be like disrespectful of another actor and their privacy. But yes. also at the same time, you kind of want to tell people like, oh, it was great. This is yeah. what I did. Because they're is awesome what we talked people. About. Yeah. And like you want people to know that they're so, great people. Yeah. So I know I never know either what the line is to do. And yeah. also when you're filming something, um, people are so networks and, and um, studios are so protective now of what you tweet out and what you oh, yeah. um, post on social media. Every job I've had in the last couple of years, I have had to fill out like a social media um, blackout form that basically says so I won't crazy. post anything on it. So there's some shows I've had to wait until after, or I'll do a very generic post. Like I'm on the Warner brother lot today, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I know why that is, but also I'm just like any press would be good press. You would think like, yeah. but maybe it's just cause they can't control what everyone's saying. It's true. I mean, like, look at Rob Lowe. Like, didn't he yeah. just have, like, that massive thing because of the Paris attacks? Yeah, and, yeah. What did he, he tweet out? Like, this is why you should close your borders, or this is what open well. borders does. Yeah, something like that. Like something that. about yeah. the borders. And it's like, oh, like, come on, dude. I know. Like, although, you know what? Like, I mean, I, I tweet stuff. I'm like, I don't think people care as much as they care about Rob Lowe. Right, right. But, like, you know, I'm, like, a huge Hillary Clinton supporter. So I'm constantly, That's like, true, you know, you like, uh, retweeting stuff like that. And I have, like, a little back and forth with someone who's a fan of East Bound and Down. And I had added them as a friend. And we had a back and forth. And, uh, and he was just about very Hillary. insistent. Yeah. And he was, like, trying to convince me of what a terrible person she is. And I said, you know what, dude? You believe what you believe. I'll believe what I believe. And that's it. Let's leave it at that. And I'm like, and don't worry. I'm like, I'm not going to um, unfollow you or anything. I'm like, because I think that this is extremely childish and I don't need to. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, but he was so trying to convince me like that she was, and I'm like, look, I've been a fan of her since I was 13 years mm-hmm. old when I heard her at that summit in China. And she said, women's rights are human's right. And human's rights are women's rights, you know, once and for all. Right. Ever since then, I was like down locked in for her. So I'm right. like, you can't convince me. Right, right, right. <laughs> like I'm in it. <laughs> I'm in it to win it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, so things like that in that extent, um, or if I put anything about, um, what was it? I put, I think something about immigration and uh, someone who actually was on Eastbound and Down with me kind of tried to start something with me. <gasps> and I was just like, I normally don't reply to ignorant comments like this. But, yeah, but and I was just like, I'm, I'm about gonna. to school you. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it happens, you know. Cause um, do you find that there is a different kind of fan of yours after Eastbound and Down? Because in that show, first of all, love it. <laughs> love seeing your boobs. I feel like we're so much closer now. Was that hard for you? <laughs> like, hadn't you seen my boobs previous before that? No. Probably, probably at probably. one of the Halloween parties. Yeah, that was, yeah. I think so. <laughs> More than likely. Um, I remember you told me a little bit about the audition process yes. and I have to say, I, I wish I had that level of comfort with my own body. I just don't. And I, um, admire people who do. Yeah. Um, was that hard for you or were you just like, whatever, mm, you know, it was hard. It was, I mean, it was, 
when I first, because when you see, when I first went in, I was late to the audition first and foremost, and it was for Carla Houle, but uh, Simone Lefer, who was a casting associate with her. Um, I actually got early to the audition, but I was parked in my car and I didn't want to get out of the car because Ooh. I was terrified of comedy. I was like, there's no way. I'm like, I'm not funny. I have no timing. I've never done improv before. And um, I remember being half an hour late to that audition and it was for a completely different character. So I ended up going, you know, through the process and getting to the, you know, to Danny and everyone who was there for the producers and stuff with Efren Ramirez, who ended up playing Katui in that. And uh, for that, I was supposed to breastfeed. So they wanted to see if I was at least comfortable breastfeeding. And I'm like, well, I don't have any kids, but sure. Right, right. Um, and I remember I wore like this, like, um, uh, oh my gosh, what do you call it? A tube top? Yeah, like a, but it was a dress. Yeah. Um, uh, a strapless dress. Yeah. And uh, and as we were doing our improv, in the process that I felt like there was a little breeze, I was like, why did it get colder all of a sudden? And then I realized when we were done with our improv that my dress had fallen down below my bra. Mm-hmm. And so I was just kind of like in my bra in front of them. And then she was like, oh, you wanted to do, do topless? Well, there you go. Yeah. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. And then after that, they brought me back in for a different role. I only auditioned for that role once for Maria. I did a chemistry read with Steve Little. We did it for 20 minutes. What's a chemistry read? Um, they just wanted to see what how I looked with Steve and how, like, if there was, like, anything there with us. Uh-huh. Like, it's some magic, I guess. What happens if there isn't? Like, then I that sucks. Don't get it. I know. I'm like, <laughs> that sucks. That's a lot of pressure. Because you could walk in and that other actor could be like, no. Yeah. And then immediately, like, throw you under the bus. Yeah, I've had two chemistry reads. And uh, with Steve, it was, uh, I almost broke during one of the things because I was supposed to pretend that I didn't understand what he was saying, but Mm -hmm. I did. Yeah. And I just remember leaning in, I was about to laugh and my hair went forward and he just like leaned into me. He's like, don't break, don't break, don't break. And he like squeezed my hand Mm -hmm. and I didn't break. Yeah. And I think that that was like some sort of like, I don't know, like they saw this thing there. Yeah. Because we didn't know each other at all. Yeah. Like I had no idea who he was and he had no idea who I was. And uh, so then that just brought us to Eastbound, and then they told me that there was more nudity involved in that. And uh, I remember I was kind of nervous, and I asked a few people, and they're like, well, it's HBO. Like, you know, it's it's HBO. Like, it's like, if it's a place to do it, you're going to do it on HBO, because this is the type of show. And uh-huh. I just remember being really nervous, and doing it, and getting it out of the way. And once I did it once, then like, at the last episode of season two, I kind of was just like, what do I do? What do I do? And Danny and Steve like, well, you should go out the way that you came in. And so I just like flash my boobs again. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. real boobs. Your real boobs. Yeah. <laughs> the fourth season, I got big boobs. Oh, how funny. Yeah. Did, did you ever see the big ones? I did not see the big ones. They're like no. G's. Wow. Massive, massive and I bet you that you all of a sudden got a bunch of new followers on Twitter and I Facebook did. because I of did. it, because all the gods were like, yeah. look at that. I got a few comments on Facebook and I locked down my Facebook after that, after the second season, because my niece is on my Facebook um, and I don't want her reading comments like that. So yeah. it's like, I did a public profile for that. Oh yeah. But I mean, mostly guys are pretty respectful, actually. Okay, that's They're good. pretty cool. And I think what I was most afraid of was... Uh, what people were going to say because I was a quote-unquote plus-size woman naked. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was just afraid of how cruel people were going to be. Yeah, that honestly worries me, yeah. too. That's a big, well, a big part of why I don't want to do it is because I just think it's just nobody needs to see that for me. <laughs> but also, I worry about that because I'm a bigger oh, yeah. girl, and I'm like, a few parts have come up recently that have um, involved nudity and graphic sex scenes, and mm-hmm. I'm just like... 
I don't know that I am confident enough in the way I look to allow the general public to go to scrutinize me. So that's why I'm fascinated with that. You just found that confidence in yourself or maybe you were just like, fuck it. Who cares? I'm going to do it. Pretty much. I mean, it's just like, I was kind of like, okay, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. It's a great yeah. show. It's written so well, and and you made such great connections. On yeah, that. I mean, do I've, you think I've that that to maybe, work off of it a lot? Yeah, I was gonna say, do you think that that maybe then is what helped you um, move on to other things and move on to the next oh, level? Or? Absolutely, I have a show, uh, a series that's starting on Comedy Central called Idiot Sitter. Oh yeah, I was where I met, about that. I, mean, yeah. I saw you posting about it, but then I didn't yeah. see anything else. I met Jillian Bell. Um, who's also on Workaholics, and mm-hmm. she was on Eastbound Down in her last season. And we met, and uh, we became friends there. And I remember her telling me about this web series that she was going to do with her best friend, Charlotte Newhouse, and they're both Groundlings vets. And uh, and she's telling me about it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that sounds hilarious. A week, literally a week after I got back from shooting Eastbound and Down, she called me. She's like, hey, we just put in an offer with your uh, manager. She's like, it's like little to no money. And she's like, and you don't have to do it. Don't feel pressure. And I'm like, yes. She's like, but you haven't even read the script. I'm like, you told me the idea. I'm in. She's like, but it's like six days and it's no money. I'm like, I don't care. It's totally (laughs) fine. My manager was a little bit more wary of it. And she was like, and even now she told me, she's like, imagine if I had you not to do that. And she's like, you would have fired me. And I was like, I know, I totally would have. So we did that web series. It was well-received, and it got picked up to series. And I just shot that early this year. So great. And uh, and that was off of East Benedict, because she met me there. And, like, you know, she saw yeah. the work that I did. <clears throat> and they casted me for this show. And now I'm a series regular um, for... Idiot Sitter. And now, um, how many episodes is that going to be? Uh, we did 10 episodes. I did 8 out of 10. And so once it airs, then you'll know if it's going to be picked up for Pretty a season Pretty much. Two. We have to yeah. sort of wait on that to see what the reaction is. But, you know, the reaction for the actual web series is really great. And we didn't really de- didn't deviate from that a whole lot. Um, you know, it's just have to make it tighter for the pilot and stuff. Sure. But it's still there it's like the, yeah. the, the idea and the, and what people first liked about it is there so I, I really hope that it does well because it's a great show and the girls are so funny and they their writing style is amazing yeah. and they work so well and it's two women two sh- like so great. showrunners producers you know, that's and really writers hot right now. and the stars of the show women writers are really yeah. hot right now I was in um, a coffee shop the other day and there was a uh, two people in front of me and they were um I thought they were on a date because she was like, well, tell me a little bit about yourself. And I was like, oh my God, I'm eavesdropping on a date. And I got really excited. Well, after listening to them rudely for like 10 minutes, I realized um, he was interviewing for a job. She was a literary agent and he was also a literary agent and at a smaller firm. And she was like, you know, I'm really into women who write comedy right now. That's mostly what I'm into. And literally my, I just sat up in my chair and it was like my ears perked up and I was like, beep, 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 beep. You're like, well, here you go. I I wanted to be like, and let me just lay this script out on the table. And then I realized I don't fucking have a script to give her. Like I, in my mind, have all these ideas and things I want to do. And I've been so focused on the podcast and my website and of course on Channing and like also my other like real job, occasionally auditioning too. Like I just finding the time to sit down and carry out a script and write something has been so hard. And so I'm always so impressed with people who take the time to do that and who, um, see it through. Yeah. It's one thing to write something and then she'd be like, well, look, I wrote this thing. And, but then actually see it through to a web series and then get, you know, picked up. Oh yeah. Great. I mean, now the girls, I believe they wrote two films and have sold both of them. Wow. Um, so I mean like they're, they're really, you know, just they're working it. Oh yeah. That's fantastic. And Jillian's working like, you know, she's coming out in this movie, uh, with uh, Seth Rogen coming out on Friday, 
Um, oh. that, I think it's a Christmas film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Krampus? No, not no, Krampus. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about. It's him and his bros where they have like their last Yeah, and they have out. the ugly sweaters. Yes, yeah. The, yeah actually, yeah. The, what is I that? remember the sweaters came out on... Um, on Shark Tank, and Robert was the one that like made a deal with them. Oh, how funny! Yeah, something like something elves or something. It's yeah, so weird. yeah. But um, anyways, like I watch a lot of TV, guys. You do. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so so that was you know it's, it's it was really cool to do that, and you know, and then I got two films back to back off of that that were straight off. Well, one was a straight off for the other one. I had to do a chemistry read, but it was basically a straight off for actually, and that one I turned down four times because wow. of the nudity yeah. and the graphic sex scene. Do you not want to do it anymore, or do you feel like you've been there, done that, or I don't mind doing it. Are if you it's... burying us? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mind doing it. I'm like I'm pretty cool with showing my breasts because mm-hmm. it's like. Pretty much anyone who lives here in L.A. probably has seen them. Um, and that's like in real life, not just right. off of TV. Um, but it was just more the graphic sex scenes. And like yeah. I was completely nude except for like a merkin. Uh, a really big red merkin. And I had like a red Annie wig. Curly Annie wig. What is this movie? I'll, I'll have to show you pictures. Oh, why did I not audition for it? I know. <laughs> What is this movie? It's crazy. Oh my god! But it's called The Greasy Strangler, and it's produced by the Elijah Greasy Wood. Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Wood. <laughs> I swear we're not drunk. Oh my god, that's funny. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm totally am. Wow. The Greasy Strangler. Yeah. Come on. It's like on a based on a comic strip or something like I think that. I, you know, I think I remember hearing him talk about it on the, one of the Nerdist podcasts. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was cr- it was quite an interesting experience. Who got it though? Who's doing that? Uh, well, me. <laughs> Who? Oh, me. you're doing it? I did. I already filmed it with the big red bush and the wig. Yeah. Oh my god! I turned it down because of the graphic stuff, and then like they convinced me sort of that it wasn't going to be that way. Am I convinced? You mean they threw more money at you? Uh, no. Uh, oh no. <laughs> No, they 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 alleviated some of my concerns. Okay, good. And uh, it was still what I thought it was going to be, and it was a very it was very uh it was interesting. It was a very challenging role for me, and I, remember, I was playing the lead. So it's yeah, like, I remember you um, saying something about that. About um, did you feel disrespected on the set at some point, or maybe it wasn't painted in the, in the light that I, you thought it was going to be? I think it was just uncomfortable. I think there wasn't as much. Um, care taken uh, and the fact in, that you were completely naked yeah and, and like in the approach and also because i started noticing that the other two male leads uh, they'd be naked but either they'd have like underwear or they'd have a robe or something and i was fully naked except for like the merkin most of the time and i just didn't feel that that was like i'm like no. okay why is she always naked or you know like why is she always this and i started questioning yeah things like that and um yeah, I mean, it was a very difficult, uh, challenging role, but I learned a lot on that set. I yeah. really learned a lot about, like, the kind of actor that I wanted to be and I didn't want to be, and about uh, standing up for myself and truly believing that what I feel and being able to not only voice it, but then to stand by it mm-hmm. and stand my ground. Um, and then also to not let outside factors affect my work, because I did at times let 
outside factors affect it. And but it's so um, hard not to in this industry because you're so easily like we, it's something we all want so bad. Like it's our dream. And when you see someone dangling your dream in front of you, but then they go, well, but then you have to do this, this, and this first. Yeah. It's hard not to go, mm, well then no, thank you. I'm going to pass. Yeah. And, and know confidently that there will be another opportunity coming up. Cause you don't know. Exactly. Like there's so many people that could work one time and then never work again. Yeah. You and know. I mean, and literally off of this movie, because of of how, uh, I don't know, of how much I fought for myself and, and how much I said and how much I didn't keep my mouth shut, I mean, it could potentially, you know, get around that, I, that I'm like, that quote unquote, a, a difficult, difficult actress. Yeah. Oh, and that's like the worst. Because yeah. I think women get labeled with that so much more quickly than I men do. I was a do. bitch. I was emotional. Yeah. I was crazy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because you stood up for yourself or you were assertive and, and yeah. whatnot. And that's because it's a Didn't male. Didn't Jennifer Lawrence speak about that too? That she yeah. was like, a guy's mm-hmm. like, you don't have to shout at me. She's like, mm-hmm. I'm not shouting at you. Yeah. I'm being assertive. Yeah. Like, if you were to do that to me, it wouldn't be shouting. Right. And I think that that's the difference, mm-hmm. you know, and that there's, like, there is that. What is it? What's the Double word? standard. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. I mean, and it's it's just because the industry is still so heavily male-dominated. Um, more and more women are producing things. More and more um, people of color are producing things and getting involved behind the camera and, you know, and in front of the camera um, to say, hey... This isn't necessarily representative of the world. This isn't um, necessarily the right way to to handle this situation. So good for you for standing up for yourself, but I'm sure it was hard. And and again, I don't know, unless I'm in that situation, how confident I would be. Because I get... I get nervous like everybody else in this yeah. town does. Like, oh, I don't want them to think I'm being bitchy. I'm, I find myself being uh, overly nice and overly apologetic. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to bother you. And and had yeah. that been me five years ago, like even with Eastbound and Down, um, I would have just been like, okay. I would have just done it. Yeah. Because, but then, like, I'm like, I always keep thinking of myself as, like, oh, I'm still green. I'm still Sony. And I'm like, wait, wait I've been working since 2005. Yeah. I'm no longer green. I'm no longer new. Yeah. I've been around the block. And, um, and I was just like, it was just that thing where I'm just like, I'm just going to stand up for myself. Like, I don't give a shit, like, yeah. who you are. Right. I'm like, I'm going to do my, you know, I'm going to do me. And, like, you so are you have to figure it out. Friends with Elijah Wood still? No, well, we were never friends. I mean, like, I met him. I met him once on set, and it wasn't actually him that I had the issue with. It was it was the other people, other you know, some other people around there. But I mean, and like, I mean, not to take away from the fact that by the end of it, and uh, I got to watch some of the dailies, and it's it turned out differently than I thought it would. Yeah. Um. So it's not as offensive as I thought it was going to be because I was like at first I was like, am I making a porno? Like, what is this? Right. Right. I'm like, what the hell? But um. But no, it um. Just perspective from it, it's like. You know, it's still going to be a lot of me on screen, but, um, but I think I, I get where they're going with it. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Um, and when does that come out next year? I don't know. The Greasy Strangler? Yeah. I think something next year. The Greasy Strangler 2? No, just the Greasy Strangler. Oh, why did I make a sequel for you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't make a sequel yet. <laughs> In my mind, there's more. <laughs> Oh, Lord. That's so funny. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, How much... um, This is one thing I wanted to ask you earlier when you were talking about the 33. How much do you think that being Latina has helped or hurt you as far as this industry goes? Because I know for me, I go up against all the time ethnicities, people who are ethnic... (laughs) 
stupid. I swear I'm not drunk. Um, and I always get um, picked over or overlooked because they have like um, a need to fill. Like they want to yeah. add the color to their world. I get it. Yeah. I get it. But I get overlooked a lot, especially for small character parts. Yeah. Have you found that that's actually been a benefit to you being Latina? I mean, you know what? It's it's funny because I hear both sides of it. I hear mm-hmm. um, Latino actors saying that they get overlooked because they're not white. Sure. And I hear the same, like you're saying, like yeah. your experience. Yeah. I, maybe, again, it's because I'm so naive about it and because I don't see that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I guess, see color. I mean, obviously, I know I'm Latina, right? <laughs> Thank um, God. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I, I know. But I just, I've never, I've never... Um, had a situation where I feel like I'm overlooked because I'm Latina and I've never had a situation where I feel like I was picked because I was Latina. Yeah. I mean, unless the character role specifically says she's a Latina actor or I mean a Latina character or whatever, you know, unless it's that, then I know that specifically is for that. But, um, originally I think joy, the character that I ended up playing for idiot Titter wasn't even supposed to be like Latina. She was supposed to be like, uh, I think, Russian, or I'm not, I'm not even sure, but something not Latina. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so great, though, that yeah. they were out of the box with their casting and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, so it was a, it's just, I, I don't I don't think it's ever really affected me or worked against me or worked for me. I think it's just, it's just, I've gone in and it, for some reason I just happen to be what they're looking for. Yeah. Um, How's the Latin community responded to you? Do you feel like they are treating you as one of their own? Uh, or it's more just, you know, well, at first I kind of shied away from it because, um, not shied away from the Latin community, but, uh, shied away from going to certain events uh, where a lot lot of Latino actors get together and promote each other because I always feel like maybe, well, yeah, I mean, like events like nosotros and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, because I always felt like maybe I, I didn't, um, I didn't have the kind of struggles that, that people would talk about, you know, oh, about facing like discrimination and, and, you know, not being picked because you didn't want to feel Latinos. like you were being a poser, like, Oh yeah. yeah the struggling Latina actress when it because wasn't I really wasn't. your case. I mean, like yeah. I told you, I mean like cold case, I, it's just like, for me, it's just mm-hmm. been one thing after the other. Mm-hmm. And it's been so, I guess, quote unquote, easy in a way, um, compared to, as opposed to other actors. So I always kind of felt like weird about that. Like, so, but I went to a Nosotros event recently and they were so kind and I told him my story and I'm like, you know, I didn't have his story. Like mine was super, I got here off the bus. I was super naive. Things just started happening mm-hmm. and, you know, and thank God, like it's Maybe all worked out. Maybe that's for the best. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes I think actors overanalyze and they get too into their acting classes yeah. or too into their workshopping and yeah. they, they just don't let it kind of ride a little bit, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, so I think it kind of helped and they, they were, and I thought they were going to be like, who's this girl? Like, what, <laughs> what is she doing here? And they were so kind and they were like, you know what? It's so refreshing. And I was like, really? I'm like, I didn't come off like an asshole. And they're like, no, no, you were so cute and so funny. And you're, you're just kind of being you. So it worked like it, it were, and we can see like this or we can see that so that I was like, Oh my God, like, thank God. Like I, you know, I didn't feel, I was so nervous about attending that event, honestly, because yeah. I was just, I, people, I thought people were going to just hate me because of like, just how, you know, I'm just so not, I've just never experienced that. And even when I go back home, like my Spanish teacher asked me, she's like, can you tell the kids about the discrimination that you face, you know, coming as a Latina? And I was like, well, I came from a city that's about 95% Hispanic and I went to Los Angeles, which is about 95% Hispanic. Hispanic. Yeah. 
I'm like, so Chris and I are literally walking around sometimes and go, hey, there's another white person. Yeah, so she's <laughs> like, so she's like, you know, I'm Wait, like, are they, are they lost? I mean, what happened? <laughs> but no, but I'm like, I've never, I've never felt discriminated yeah. against and I've never and maybe if I have or if I've been like if someone has tried to make me feel less than I haven't noticed it because since I've never experienced it I wouldn't know what to look for sure or... sure that's really great I know that there are are actors who have had those types of experiences though and I, I think um and the same could be true for like plus size women I have never been that I'm openly aware of discriminated against because I'm bigger lady Um, I also have never been cast in a part because I'm overweight. Um, I've had auditions before for overweight parts, and I know that there are women. Zafting. Zafting, yes. That is the buzzword, zafting or curvy. Um, I have had auditions for those types of parts before, but um, yeah, I mean, that's never been my experience. No one's ever been like, you're so fat, you know, you need to lose weight. I've been told... um, like, oh, you're so great. You're so cute. But you're chubby. You're not fat funny. Oh, is there a difference? I guess so. Oh. I, uh, can my, there be my chubby case, funny? You could be chubby funny, I guess. Um, I think in my in, in my situation, I think, or from my perspective, I think it's like um, I'm not the sight gag for a lot of the fat jokes. Like, I'm just, I'm too small to be like, you know, the cute quirky best friend or too yeah. big to be the, the quirky best friend, but I'm not big enough to be like the fat lady that gets stuck in an elevator. Yeah. <laughs> Which by the way is not hilarious, but yeah. in my mind just now it kind of it was. Kind of was. <laughs> But you want know to I mean? be like, I'm not this, I'm not big enough to be the yeah. side gag. Which is the same thing for me. And mm-hmm. I always struggle with the, the weight thing like, yeah. because I want to be fitter, but I know that if I lose weight, then I'm, I become more the in-between size. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's either you have to be a size two or you have to be like a size 22. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And so we're both in that category mm-hmm. where we're like right in between. And I find casting sometimes doesn't know what to do with me then. Yeah. Cause they're like, well, you know, cause it's. It's it's a really strange business that we're in where yeah. every single thing that you do and how you look is scrutinized and is categorized. And so uh, it's hard to find like that self-love and that self-confidence where you're like, you know what, I'm, I look fine the way I am as long as I'm healthy and I've got my family, I'm happy, yeah. you know, cast me, don't cast me, whatever. Um, it's hard to find that place and get comfortable in it. Oh, yeah. I mean, because before I remember that I would leave auditions and I would, like, on my way home driving, I, like, repeat, like, the yes. lines over, like, oh, I could have I done, done this. I yeah. should have done that. And I, like, drive myself insane. I do that, too. And when I started doing, uh, I think it was three years ago, is that as soon as I would literally walk out of that audition, I'd grab the sides, rip them, and throw them out. Yeah. And I'm, like, and I would force myself not to think about it. I'd play music. I'd call people. Because then I would just get so wrapped up in this thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I've been so fortunate that I've done things that people, like, are fans of, like, yeah. of the show or whatnot. So, like, now it's not, I'm no longer in that kind of, like, that in-between stage. Like, it's just more like I go in for stuff and then, you know, that's it. Right. Like, as opposed to before, it's kind of, they didn't know where to put me before. And yeah. now it's just kind of like, oh, well, she does this, so we can, she'd be great for this or, you know, great for that. Um, 
but so, but that's still, you know, you try not to make yourself think about getting a mental state. Get, of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause like even, you know, we went in for that audition on, on Friday. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can say the name of it, yeah. but, um, but we went in for that audition on Friday and we're both so different. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Cause so obviously they don't know what they're and we were auditioning for. for the same part in a really yeah. big movie. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm so mad that you didn't see my message. Cause I was like next door getting food. <laughs> I, was I know. literally like stuffing my face. But like, was oh, it? Did the last time we saw each other at Two Broke Girls? Yeah. Which is like, I remember getting the call at 9 a.m. and they told me, like, the audition's at 11 and you have 10 pages of yes. dialogue. And I yes. was like, what? Yeah. Talk about like a panic. And especially because I had my two year old and I was like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And because they were shooting at Monday. Yeah. So, but I, I think that was the previous mm-hmm. time that I had seen you. Mm-hmm. And I remember I saw you and I'm like, oh, of course. Of course she's here, too. <laughs> I know. Well, that to me is just like, they don't know what they want. Yeah. Well, no, my manager told me, and again, we're not saying the name, so nobody knows what this is. Yes. Uh, My manager told me that they had called in the office and asked the other managers in her office to see if they had any girls that they could send in for this particular part. So they were just kind of like, you know, throwing out a wide net and seeing like who they could get. um, Yeah. To see who could fill this role. Um, and I think sometimes what happens is because they get this idea of who they want and maybe that person's not available, that person doesn't want to do it. Yeah. And then they're looking for someone that's similar to that person. Yeah. You know? One day I will book another movie. I did a Lifetime movie last fall and it doesn't count because I mean like I want to, I want to do like a good feature. One day we'll see. I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. Um, it's coming. I'm putting it out there. Like the secret. Yeah. It's coming. Can I tell you, I know like, did you secret your career? Oh my God. No, seriously. Every year I will do a dream board Mm -hmm. and everything that I put on my dream board last year has come true. Wow. And this year, uh, yeah. Cause I put, I wanted to be in a movie. Uh, I wanted to travel out of the country. So I did the 33. I went to Chile and I said, I wanted to be in a series and, but I wanted to work from home. I got Idiot Sitter, and we shot it here in L.A. So great. That's yeah. So and then great. I said I wanted to do more films this year, and I did two films back-to-back after I was done with Idiot Sitter. Like, literally, I was done with Idiot Sitter on a Saturday at 3 a.m. in the morning. I went in that Saturday at 11 a.m. to Greasy Strangler, and then I shot all of that through until Sunday, this the 7th of June, and then I flew out at 4 o'clock in the morning from L.A. on the 8th to go to, uh, to, go to Ontario. Uh, to go film another film. Wow. So it was just like... That's so great. What a great year you're having. In like a couple of years, I should say. And I hope... I hope the momentum continues for you because it's so exciting to see your friends do well. I know this is a weirdly competitive business, but honestly, it truly is exciting to see your friends do well and succeed because then that means by association, I'm doing well. (laughs) And but you could come on and do my but podcast. But I mean, like, but I think the the thing is, like, if you kind of support each other and not, I mean, and I get that there's going to be that little inkling of like, why can't that be me? Although with sure. parts, with like the parts yeah. that I get, like most people really can't because they're so specific. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know if you could play Susana Valenzuela. I could in try. Three. I could be Susana. <laughs> I could get a spray or you tan. could play Maria, <laughs> um, but I would just say like that. It's sometimes there's that little thing of like, oh, like oh shit, like I wish I could have done that. But you're still happy. But yeah. then there's becomes. Did you like, say Gerard Butler is in the movie? No. Who's in the movie? Did you say that was from Scotland? Oh no no. Uh, 
Gabriel Byrne. Okay, yeah, Gabriel Byrne. Was he playing a Scottish man or was no, he? No, he was playing a Chilean man. See? Well, I think he was Chilean. I think he was supposed to be a Sigodet. Yeah. Uh, see, and, uh, a Scot, I'm Scottish Irish, so I can well, do there it. You, go. you can yeah, do see? it. See? But, uh, but no, but I think that then there's, that, there's that like the little like competitiveness, but then there's also sometimes where it becomes the competitiveness can take over, over, over you completely. And yeah. then it just. It, so it's just like you have to find a balance. I think. It, inhi- it inhibits your ability to be happy for yes, your friends. Exactly. And that's a shame. That's a point I never want to get out. I mean, there's always going to be a little part of you that's a little envious. Oh, of course, you're human. You know? you're yeah, because you're so, like, yeah. oh, I want to do that too. But yeah. I don't know. Ultimately, like I've chosen to be happy for my friends yeah. because I know in my heart that it's good things are coming my way too. Yes. And good things have happened in my career. So I'm, it serves me no well, purpose Well, you're like everywhere. Like, like anytime that I look at Facebook, like I'm going to be over here. I'm going to be over there. I'm like, this chick, like what? I know, right? I'm so famous. <laughs> she's she's famous. everywhere. Um, but I, uh, yeah, no, I, I do believe that, um, good Wait, things are Because you were my, one of my favorite shows, Scandal, weren't you? Uh, no, not Scandal. Was it, oh, Grey's Anatomy. Grey's, yeah. Yes. I was okay. on Grey's. And people like to say, why'd you steal Dr. Bailey's kid? Um, I was like, you clearly do not watch the show. We're not paying attention. They were distracted by my khaki <laughs> pants in that episode. It was <laughs> so, they pants. were so hideous. Um, but anyway. <laughs> um, it's okay. You worked on a shot and road show, which means it's, true. it's like a theater group. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so you may show up on Scandal. I hope. Well, I've been on Private Practice and Grey's Anatomy, so Scandal has got to be I'm coming so next. I'm so jealous of Private Practice because I'm like a huge Kate Walsh fan. I know you are. And I like, I went in for this arc. Uh, that ended up going, uh, gosh, um, Amanda, uh, oh my gosh, I always forget her last name. She's uh, Meatloaf's daughter. Oh. She got the part. Not and uh, and actually, uh, Lindsay Hollerson and I both went in for this role, and it was, uh, and Christy Sexton. Oh, and we wow. were all there. All yeah, of us were yeah. there. And, uh, and I really wanted it so bad, because I'm like, I get to work with Kate Walsh. I know. She was really nice. She sat down next to me in the makeup chair. Could not have been sweeter. And I, um, I'm such a dork on that set. Like I, um, it was like a really intense rape. It was right after Charlotte had been oh, raped. Oh yeah. And yeah. I was the. That it, episode was. I thought it was real. It was really well done. Really well done. Um, and it was the. Um, I was the intake nurse that was like checking her, clipping her fingernails, and like getting all the swabbing her oh, and all yeah. that stuff. So it was like right after it just happened and. And like the, the makeup that um, Katie, Katie Strickland. Strickland, yeah, had on was phenomenal, and I'm so inappropriate. Like if that was the moment where I realized, like, I may not be great for a drama. Uh, I shouldn't probably put this on there, but um, I uh, I don't know what I said, but I was saying something like. Um, uh, to the AD, like, I don't want to mess up my lines or, you know, I don't want you guys to get, you know, rough with me or rough me up or whatever. And he goes, she's already been roughed up enough. Like referring to, um, Charlotte. And I was like, you know, she wasn't really raped, right? Like this isn't real. We're making TV. And I go, Oh yes, of course. Of course. No, I understand. And then I just felt like a total dick the rest of the time. I was like, did I just make inadvertently make a rape joke? Like what's wrong with me? But I was just thinking like, not even thinking is really more like it, but yeah. I felt like it made me feel like a total asshole. And I was like, well, great. I'll never work in this town again. So, yeah, I mean, some people sometimes take it 
too. I mean, too all, seriously. I mean, I get with this particular episode, there one you wanted to have some care, you know, yeah. in it because this of like the between, topic. Yeah, this was between set. Uh, yeah. We've been setting up. They were like setting up bags of evidence for like an hour, and it, Kate Walsh was like, "What is the problem? <laughs> like, come on!" So every it was a little bit lighter mood, and everyone's kind of waiting. And I just sort of was like, "Yeah, I don't want to get roughed up." And uh, <laughs> that AD was apparently he was like not... she's already hadn't been through enough and I was like okay ooh, I'll be over here in the corner saying inappropriate jokes to myself uh, <laughs> or, but anyway, or Kate Walsh because she would totally totally I feel like she would have got me she yeah, would have felt me totally mm-hmm. I could see her I, I'm I, I not like I went to a few Jimmy Kimmel shows so that I could like See get her. an autograph and take oh, a picture cute. with her and she's really funny yeah so. she's it was like my friend Kate you know Kaylee Scott from uh, why does that sound familiar? Ginger, curly hair, long. Is she tall. my competition? Do I have to take her out? She might be. Oh, oh she I do could, know who that is. I do. She could was, be, yeah. She at Lindsay's bridal shower? No. Oh, then I, I have no <laughs> idea. I'm like, go on. <laughs> I'm like, no. But yeah, so we would go and, you know, and take pictures with her. So oh, she's fun. really nice. Um, well, I just want to tell you before we go really quick, congratulations on the Thank 33. You. That's very exciting. And all the exciting things that are coming up for you in the coming year will be keeping track of you on the show and on motherhood in Hollywood. Um, tell me really quick where everybody can find you on social media. I'm on Twitter. I'm E Durazo. That's E D E R A Z Z O. And on Instagram, I'm Elizabeth Durazo. And, uh, do you have Facebook? a Facebook fan page? Yeah, I have a, a public page. Uh, it's just Elizabeth Durazo. Just look me up. Oh, there's a fake one which has like no likes, but mine has more likes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. And that's kind of it. One. I don't do like Tumblr or anything else. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have a Tumblr page, but nobody ever goes there. I have like two followers. So I'm well, like, I don't really mm. use it. I'm not active. I'm and also, I have like you're a... also not 15. <laughs> like, I feel like that's what Tumblr is there for. And I have a blogger where I use it more as a vlog because. I'm I'm like trying to lose weight again, and it's called Lizzie's Weighty Issues. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw yeah. you posting about that. Yeah, so I'm taking that. Oh well, we'll keep track of you on there too, yeah. and I'll post all of this on uh, my website, motherhoodinhollywood.com. And if you guys are looking for Motherhood in Hollywood, we are on Facebook and at MIH Podcast on Twitter and at Instagram at Motherhood in Hollywood. And um, Elizabeth, Liz, thank you for coming on the show today. <laughs> thank I you for having me. It. This is so much fun. Um, I could sit here and talk to you forever, and I probably will once we stop recording. (laughs) So we can actually talk about the real thing. So we're going to get real. (laughs) We're going to work. So really, guys. I mean, not that it was totally fake what we just talked about. You know what I mean. (laughs) I know what you mean. (laughs) Okay, you guys. Have a great week, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Mama funny. Balls. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can seem intense. Like, breakup R&B intense. I thought you said you love a sweater that I got you. If you didn't, you could have told me. Geico makes it easy. Just go to geico.com anytime to update or check your policy without all the extra drama. I even had a gift receipt. Some things just make you feel comfortable, like shopping at Vons. From the butcher block to the bakery and everywhere in between, Vons is fresher with more organic products, more smiles, and low prices on the brands you trust. 
For a delicious dinner, shop with your club card and get USDA Choice Beef Tri-Tip Roast untrimmed boneless for just $3.99 a pound. And for a crisp, sweet snack, pick up large Envy apples for only $1.49 a pound with your club card. Vaughn's. Fact is, it's just better.